Hey everyone, welcome to Pixel Raiders Land Party. This is your host, Antonio. Uh, my Twitter handle is at underscore tone zone underscore. Hey everybody, my name is Will, joining up. Uh, this is uh, my Twitter handle <laughs> at scotch underscore man. You can find me there. Sometimes I'll even tweet, so uh, it could be a good time. Occasionally. Occasionally. What's up, everyone? This is Danny. Um, thanks for having me back. Love being in the land party. My Twitter handle is <laughs> at Danny Rivera. Hey, everyone. I'm Tristan. Uh, my Twitter handle is TronDude with D-O-O-D. Uh, I just really had nothing better to do than come make fun of Will. So It's awesome. It's the best here. pastime. So you would find Tron at TronDude. Uh, 2-O is just like food. So... Yes. Yes. All right. So uh, we're going to go over the recap first. Uh, we have 12 top 12 pieces of news for the week. So we'll start out with what happened in the world of PlayStation. Uh, so this was interesting. So topic number one. Due to people abusing the system, those who pre-ordered Ubisoft's The Division through PlayStation Network will no longer gain access to the beta. This is because a flurry of people were pre-ordering, downloading the beta, and then canceling their online pre-order. So, uh, shouldn't have did that. Now, apparently, from what I've been told, you can still do this trick through Amazon.com. Through Amazon. Mm -hmm. Yes. Confirmed. I have done it. Yeah, I did the same thing with Black Ops 3, and then I ended up getting Black Ops 3. You did it for PS4? Because I might do it just to try it out. Yeah. And they also extended it um, for an additional 24 hours. They just announced that today. So, when does the beta end so everyone knows? It will end on Monday. Okay, cool. I in might the, do that. In the, in the afternoon, I think the actual end time is still up in the air, um, but it's definitely ending on Monday. Originally, it was ending on Sunday. Now it's Monday. Hmm. Okay. All right. So topic number two, I, uh, I found this interesting. Sony's merging two of its key PlayStation, PlayStation divisions, Sony Computer Entertainment Incorporated and Sony Network Entertainment International into one division that will now be called Sony Interactive Entertainment. So that's going to be a little weird because, I mean, ever since PlayStation was formed, you always see presented by Sony Computer Entertainment. So it's going to be a little weird not seeing that. That's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I'm all X-Bone, so it's all the same. Yeah, douche. <laughs> yeah. Topic number three. Uh, <laughs> Bethesda's official Twitter account responded to the users stating, we'll be sharing more details soon regarding mods making their way to PlayStation 4 for uh, Fallout 4. So they're still coming. Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. As, as far as mods go, if I can't download the Macho Man, I'm not interested. So that is literally the best <laughs> mod in existence. Yeah. Yes. So good. It'll be Macho Man Dragon Mode. Yeah, it'll be interesting Have to see how that happens. Have you seen the Macho Man mod where they turn all the Death Claws into Macho Man? And they just run around and follow you and try and kill you. I have not, but I have this vision of just like, ooh yeah, running oh after you. If, you. if you look it up on YouTube, it's the greatest. Oh my god. All right. Uh, so yeah, we have three pieces of Nintendo news. Hey, wait, no, wait. One, well, while we're on Sony stuff, <laughs> I have one thing that I want to bring up about Sony. Go ahead. I got a message from my friend Rory that I, he was he was playing uh, a PlayStation Four game and. I, I had the app, so it said, like, you have a message. You have to download a separate app to view messages 
Yeah, that that so changed. You have, you yeah, have that PS4 changed. app and then a PS4 message app. Yeah, that changed uh, like last what? version. What are they thinking? That's so dumb. I know they're doing a face. They're pulling a Facebook. Yeah, I was so, just gonna say that. Splitting the messenger app. Mm. What's the benefit? Why? Why does the benefit of that? I just because I can't see any reason why that would be. Maybe so that it loads faster. That's really the only thing that I could think of because it was sluggish at best. It was before. pretty slow before, yeah. Especially when you when you started the app cold, it took a little while. Yeah. To start up, mm. so who knows? Mm. But at least it works. It seems like it works now. So I don't, I don't know. know I didn't do it. Out of protest, I said no. <laughs> You're just not going to no. read the message. I'm never, never going to know. Well, I, I saw it when I got on my PlayStation. You're just never going to know. <laughs> He's not important anyway. <laughs> what if it's like a Nigerian prince who needs help? You know, exporting funds, and you're the only one who can help them, Tristan. Then I'm missing a once in a lifetime opportunity. I well, yeah, just I want to make sure you're prepared to to you know, inherit your riches of life's great wealth <laughs> <laughs> through PlayStation Network. Well, thank you for looking out for my financial well-being. Well, I've got you, homie. All right. All so right. you were saying about, three topics uh, in Nintendo. Nintendo. Now this may be a repeat for those of you who listened to the first podcast, but Tristan wasn't here, so I'm going to say it anyway because technically it happened on Sunday. So last Sunday, GameStop released a survey going out to customers asking them if they'd be interested in purchasing a Nintendo NX within the f- next twelve months, which is pretty interesting. <sighs> Here's the I, thing: t- take it with a grain of salt. I know. Yeah, like I mean, I could release a survey right now that says, like, you know, out of out of all of you, who wants to see my dong flap in the wind? That doesn't mean that I'm going to show my dong to everyone. You know? Oh man, I was already clicking the link. <laughs> <laughs> For you, I'll make an exception. One. <laughs> okay, good. I pre-ordered uh, the limited special edition of that. I do think there will be I, there will be an NX this year, but I don't think GameStop like has some internal knowledge about it because if they did, it would be all over. You know. Neo Gaff by now. That's true. I feel like you would have a million and a half posts about where the leak source came from. Yeah. So to piggyback on what you think about NX coming out this year, the second bit of news is Dr. Sirkan Toto, CEO of Kantan Games, is predicting the handheld portion of the NX will release in 2016. Now, he thinks there'll be a handheld portion and then a home console portion later next year. He also claims that Super Smash Brothers will be a launch title, which that's which been making the rounds all week. I buy that. Now, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. I don't I personally don't think it's going to be a new game. I think it'll be maybe a uh, it's going to be a port, I feel like of the Wii U version, but it's going to include it's everything, be, like a tournament yeah, exactly. edition or something. Mm-hmm. Like how like how Street Fighter does, you know, super extreme tournament mode right. with all of the new glitches, fixes, and things, and then they'll have all the DLC. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Uh, and then the third bit of news was the Pokemon Company. This isn't really Nintendo, but I mean, it's pretty it's much Nintendo. Nintendo. Basically. Basically, basically Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, the Pokemon Company released a cool ad that will be airing during the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, and this goes along with their big push for the 20th anniversary of the Pokemon franchise. They'll also be releasing new cards, games, movies, and other forms of media. And this bit of news we actually had from Tristan. Yeah, I actually posted it on the website. Uh, you should go watch it if you haven't yet. It, it was it was really cool. It is a nostalgia machine. Like you will just feel ten again once you see it and be like, "Oh, I can be the very best." 
<laughs> like no one ever was. I feel that way every single day, so I'm so excited. <laughs> For those of us who haven't seen it yet, can you give us a brief, like, description? So it's like, it starts off with, like, a little kid, like, running, like, to this, like, midtown fight, all Michael Bay-like explosions, and then it just straight up morphs into, like, a Nike commercial where everyone's just training and there's just all these Pokemon references thrown in there, like phrases and, and things like that. And then by the end, they actually see Pokemon. And it's, it's, it's like a, a hybrid of a Nike commercial and a Michael Bay movie. It's pretty weird, but that's pretty awesome. It's it was, it was it's, pretty cool. It's, it's something effective. that it's something that dude bros watching the Super Bowl are going to be like, Oh yeah, man, that's cool. I can see that. That would totally take off. Yeah. yeah. Is it, um, cause I'm naive about what's been happening in the Pokemon world and the closest I've gotten in a while is playing pocket Mortys, which by the way is incredible. If you haven't done that for iOS, it's basically Pokemon, but with Mortys from Rick and Morty. Uh, I, I, do you anticipate that there's any way that the Pokemon world will ever come to mobile gaming? That's not proprietary. Oh, it already is. Pokemon Go is Pokemon this Go. year. <gasps> the, the dudes Pog- who did yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where everything that I've seen so far for Pokemon Go is like it's like almost like geotagging, where yeah. you you know you will find them out in in the field. So like you have it, maybe like a notification will pop up, and it'll be like, oh, there's a Pikachu by you, and then yeah. you've got to go find it, or you've got to get yeah, to so like a like, certain geographical location. Yeah, to it's smart. It's smart enough Pokemon. to know. It's smart enough to know what Pokemon are where too. So if you're near a body of water, you'll find Pokemon that would be near bodies of water too. Now, mm-hmm. so that, the, the the developer Niantic they made an, another game which I can't I can't remember the name of it. Uh, Ingress. It's called Ingress. Oh yeah, Ingress. Oh, it's uh, and night. it uses yeah, it's, and you use like your your geolocation and mapping to go find stuff in in Ingress. You you go places and you yeah. get stuff and like all weird turf wars and stuff. But it's kind of the same thing except you know it can be like go to Antarctica and you'll see an Articuno or go to Times Square and you'll see a bunch of Grimers. See, <laughs> they're all, they're all over New York. That's so true. That's not a Pokemon game we're referencing, is it? I think, um, what about for those of us who are lazy pieces of crap and want to be on the couch and catch Pokemon? Is there anything for me? So they're re-releasing uh, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow on the 3DS, on 3DS. virtual box. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. That's pretty, that's pretty that. exciting. Um, they, they, they haven't... Those. They haven't made a like formal announcement about like the next Pokemon like proper game, but mm-hmm. uh, the new season of Pokemon is called Pokemon XYZ. So I think that it's going to be like Pokemon Z, like a combination of X and Y, like they did with like Yellow and Emerald and stuff like that. Solid. Yeah. Since yeah. we were talking a little bit about um, just a sort of tangent for a second um, about PlayStation VR, um, if Nintendo ever dipped into the VR market, what are oh. the chances? which has never happened, but let's say it did. Yeah. What are the chances that they will make a new Pokemon Snap with VR? Oh, my yeah, that God. That would be big. That would be literally the smartest decision that they would ever make. Like, there would be That would be their killer could... app. It would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Pokemon Snap. That was, like, the greatest game of all time. It was legendary good. <laughs> Oh my God. I could just see, like, I mean, that would be throwing money on a bonfire. You just... The I thing would, is, is like the Wii U is totally perfect for it's that so game. So people doing that. Why yeah. didn't they make it? I don't know. Why that's a free one for you, Nintendo. It's because Nintendo hates my money. That's why. <laughs> they really <laughs> much. They really don't. Maybe they just know. They're like, we can't release all these amazing games. We cannot bankrupt our party base. 
just yet. Oh my god. They're going to release, what they're going to do is they're waiting so they have like 15 amazing games that you just physically can't say no to. You have to have them. Well, I mean, at this point, they're going to focus everything on NX. Like, yeah, definitely, yeah. If it's, and they're just going to drop all fifteen at the same time. Like, they're all in development. They're all done. They're waiting for the console. Console comes out. They release fifteen games same time, <laughs> and they just they're just going to like end up. And then they just sit on their big giant pile of money. And they just sit on. So note like to self: Don't ever years. make Will the president of my video game company. I'm just saying. That's yeah, the worst seriously. marketing that, ever. It, 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 <laughs> that, that's the worst release schedule. Well, think about it like this: There's something for everyone, right? <laughs> so everyone will end up getting at least one game, and then there's those people who are going to throw their entire life savings at it, and you're going to be like, "Well, I'm not going to say you can't buy my game," so you know. And then for the next three years, they realize they have nothing because they put all of their resources <laughs> into releasing everything at but, once. But I, I like that subtle compliment you put in there that the games are good enough to have three years worth of content, even though you're only playing 15 games. That's pretty good. So, I mean, if it's Pokemon Snap 2, that's, that's at least two years for two, me. We're two good. and three. We'll do both at the same time. Oh, my God. Speaking of two years, it'll take us that long to get through the rest of this. <laughs> So we're halfway there. So now we have just the regular miscellaneous gaming. Uh, so mm-hmm. for miscellaneous gaming, the first thing we have is Amazon leaked the special version unannounced previously of Mega Man Legacy Collection for Xbox One and PS4. Oh, this shit, particu- really? Mm-mm. This particular one comes with a Mega Man statue and a collectible E-Tank. Now what's pretty cool about that is when you put the, e- uh, the Mega Man on top of the E-Tank through the power of magic, his yep. helmet lights up. Oh my God. Yeah, that'll probably be you know two hundred dollars well spent right there. That'll be on ThinkGeek by the end of the month. I bet you're right. I'm sure it will. And it'll be a half off coupon. But that sounds pretty good. I like that. The they next, they're not doing that for the 3DS version. Uh, no, just was strictly PS4, Xbox One. No. Yeah. Uh, the next bit of news. Uh, now I'm not going to go into this in real detail. Uh, I linked to the Huffington Post article because they. Their article was huge about it. Uh, but basically, they have a fascinating article dealing with detailing how Michael Jackson created some music for the soundtrack oh of Sonic 3, but yes. he was never credited. And it was this whole big scandal. I'm not going to go into details, but you should definitely check it out. It's linked in the recap. Again, that's on the Huffington Post. I've Wait, read it, Jackson and it, it's an amazing article. It's really good. You, you need to check it's it out. It's so good. Not gonna, well, we can talk about it another time, but you should yeah. check it out. The next bit of news, I'm not going to go into detail on this either because it's a long article, but basically Overkill Software, they're the company who's making the next uh, first-person shooter for The Walking Dead that they did a slight preview teaser for last E3. Uh, That's been delayed into 2017 due to some Mm. merger and some restructuring. They're trying to branch out to the Asian market. You can read all about it. There's a bunch of legal details and stuff if you're interested. The next bit of news is there's a boy named Anthony Tan. He's 16. Him and his friend were making a game. Uh, this game is called Way to the Woods. It looks like a straight-up screenshots from a Disney movie. It looks beautiful. Ooh. He posted about it, just some screenshots, just to see if there was any interest and just to tell people about it on his Tumblr, and it blew up on Reddit. Uh, and what's cool, what's interesting about this is that happened earlier in the week, I think. And with by the end of the week, he now has a publishing deal with Team Seventeen, makers of the Worms franchise, among other things. So that's really wow. cool to see. That's fun. Yeah. So he has uh, his game is now going to be published by a you know relatively well known and established publisher. 
Well, I'm sure that we'll hear more about him as he grows up, for sure. Speaking, I'm sure he'll be at PAX. Speak, almost, yeah, yeah. almost certainly. Speaking of well-known and established publishers, here's someone who's well-known but has not been an established publisher until now. So, Insomniac Games announced that a new game called Song of the Deep. It's coming spring 2016 for PC, PS4, and Xbox One. It'll be $15, and it's published by none other than GameStop. Wow. What? So it's going to retail yep. for $89.99. <laughs> Trade value, $4. Amazing reviews on Game Informer. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I see what you did there. The last bit of news is did my personal favorite for the week. Uh, what were you going to say? Uh, I'm curious. Did they say, like, what, what is that game about? Yeah, there's a trailer. Uh, I didn't actually watch the trailer. It's some aqua, water under the sea, you're in a submarine type thing. It's the rehash of the Water Temple from Link. Oh my god, no. <laughs> it's just... GameStop can keep it. 400 hours of Water Temple. Yeah. That sounds That's, awesome. That could be good. <laughs> does, actually. In, Insomniac designed some pretty interesting looking games. I'm they're quite, to see they're, that they're looks pretty like. quality, yeah. yeah. I, love, I love their games. Last bit of news is Activision and Platinum Games finally, dear God, released the official trailer and screenshots for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant in Manhattan. It's coming to PS4 and Xbox One sometime in the summer, probably to coincide with the Ninja Turtles 2 movie. That oh, makes nice. sense. They so figure, figure around. Figure, shut up, Tristan. It looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, They look like angry babies. There's a couple details we have. They did look like angry quick. babies. I'll agree with you on that, Tristan. I don't care. Angry babies that I'll kick some ass. <laughs> what babies have you seen that are green? It's not their green uh, face. Have you played Fallout? I mean, have you ever frogs? played Fallout 4? Maybe they had like weird jaundice or something. Yeah. What if they're super so, mutants? So a couple tidbits on that game that came out. You'll be able to assemble a team of four players online. So that'll be actually pretty cool. You fight fan-favorite enemies like Bebop and Rocksteady. Uh, obviously Shredder. Uh, they say it's visually stunning. Oh, can I can I free roam I call, around Manhattan? I call down a Yeah, actually, you can. You'll be able to. They said you'll be able to go on foot, uh, go up the buildings, and they have like jetpacks to be able to take to the air too. Well, yeah, but like it's platinum, so I'm assuming like it'll be like Wonderful 101 or uh, Transformers was, where it's like battle rooms, and then you just go to the next room area. Possibly. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It would be cool like to be able Spider-Man to like run game. around the city. As, yeah, like, that would be really nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, cool. It'll, it's single pl- single player and multiplayer, so I'm excited. Hmm. Couch yeah. co-op? Uh, not sure. They, there's not a whole lot of details yet. That's all okay. that we have at the moment. Hmm. I feel like couch co-op would be where that would really shine. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> so then that brings us to topic of the show, which is all about indies. And how indies have just kind of exploded on the scene relatively, you know, recently the past, well, probably since last generation up until now, especially. Mm-hmm. Ever since, like, Xbox Live, like, the summer of arcade, I think, is when it took off. Yeah. yeah Back, like, when, definitely. like, the first Braid launched and stuff, and people kind of gave it, like, a huge marketing push. True. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there was definitely stuff before that, but that's definitely when it went more mainstream and people started looking so much it. more accessible to yeah. people people started thinking oh like there's games that aren't you know call of duty 
Yeah, Wait. What do you mean? Cod blops isn't the yeah. only game out there? Yeah. You don't shoot things in this game? Yeah. <laughs> How does this work? It's interesting, though, because I found, for me personally, at least this generation on PS4 <clears throat> and Vita specifically, I've played a lot more indie games than I have AAA games. Mm. Uh, and they've been some of my favorites. Axiom Verge was phenomenal, made by one guy, Thomas Happ, over like four or five years. He did everything, uh, programming, design. He even taught himself um, audio engineering so he could do – he did all the sound effects and soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So a lot well, of these, a lot of these, you know, one two man teams are are now putting a lot of games out on Xbox and PS4 because it's so much more accessible, especially compared to last generation. Well, I think Fair. there's also this really awesome kind of power play that's happening as well with like all these blockbuster games that are only giving us a certain type of content. I think like a lot of my gripes with some of the biggest games of the past few years have been that I've played games like this before. You know, how many more Assassin's Creed can we come up with before mm-hmm. we have some innovation? Mm-hmm. And indie games have really filled that void for me. You know, I'm able to experience new things and actually play games that I never thought that I would play before. Um, and just live things that I never thought that I'd live before. True fact. Yeah, and you could thank, I mean, part of that you can thank is because they don't have any shareholders to answer to. They don't have to worry about playing it safe and repeating the same formula, tried and true, over and over yeah. and over. Or having, or having a potentially great idea be scrapped because their producer says it's too risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of really great games, I picked up The Witness, and it's phenomenal. It's infuriating. But it's so incredibly rewarding when you figure something out on your own. I was interested. Uh, Jonathan Blow, I think I, I like this game more than I liked Braid. It's it's really good. And it's definitely worth the $40 price point. I don't care what everyone bitches about. This guy put eight years into this game and almost all the money he made from Braid into it. And it's it's, it's really good. So tell us about The Witness. What is it? Yeah. Basically... Uh, Without spoiling anything, because the thing about the witness is you really don't. No one really knows exactly what it's about. Um, but basically, <laughs> you okay. The, the game starts where you're in this dark tunnel and you walk out into this gorgeous island, and you just have these puzzles. And at first, it's a simple puzzle. It's take this dot and draw a line and make it go to the other side. But what's interesting about the witness, and I'm not the only one who's come up with this. Um, way of explaining it and it sounds corny but unless you actually play it it makes perfect sense playing the witness is almost like learning a language in that you start out with the most basic simple puzzle go from point a to point b done okay so that's like learning a word and then eventually it's all free roam so you can you know you go through you find all these other different puzzles and these puzzle houses all have different obstacles and different other things you have to overcome. And there's no way of knowing, like the game doesn't tell you at all, this is how you do this. You have to figure it out, kind of trial and error. Or you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I bet I bet this means this. Like, for example, you'll have uh, one of the puzzles you'll run into later. There's different squares, like a grid, right? And you have to navigate through the grid. But then you have some of the squares have, let's say, uh, black 
and then some of the squares will be white. And you have to navigate your line so that all the black and white squares are divided, but and you still have to make it to the end of the you know the end of the maze of the puzzle. Um, it's it's just it's crazy because then you, you go from learning a simple thing to learning something else to learning something else to learning something else to learning something mm. else, and it gets to the point where when you each thing each piece each new puzzle has its own kind of symbol, and then you start seeing them in other puzzles, and it gets to the point where it becomes second nature, and you're like, oh well, I know exactly what this means, and it's, this is exactly what I have to do. Mm. Uh, what's uh, what's excited me about it is like. I haven't played it, uh, and I'm trying to avoid spoilers and stuff. But like, just the reaction that it's getting from from the audience. Like, uh, my buddy Rory got it on the first day, and he's sitting there texting me like, "I had to pull out graph note paper, and I'm taking notes and writing yes. down." He's like furious, and I'm like, "See, so I'm, I'm like, weird so, that." So this is Fez, basically. It's like yeah. Fez all over oh again, where you're like God, yes. decrypting your own languages and stuff. And like, that's yeah. why I really want to play it before. It's so, old because I don't want to run across spoilers and have be like, oh, this well, this is the point of the game. But like, it's I, I find that whole concept just super interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I definitely have had you know paper with me. I've taken my phone. One of the one of the uh, puzzles where you solve one side and then the other side is the exact same but flipped, but then you can't see anything because your uh, you're actually your line that you typically draw is invisible. So. I was. I found myself going to the other side, taking a picture, flipping it on my phone, and then being like, "Oh, this is the path I need to take." And I was like, "Oh, this is actually pretty cool." And mm. my wife was sitting next to me. She's like, "Isn't that cheating?" I was like, "No, this is the kind of thing he wants you to do. This is part of the game. <clears throat> it's brilliant. It's Says just a cheater." Yeah. <laughs> I have Why a, I have a question your... about it since you've played it, though. Um, like the the open world. What makes that necessary to the point where it couldn't have been just a bunch of puzzles on iOS for four bucks? So every time you, so I, I, there's about 700 of them. I've gotten through 90, I think. Uh, And what happens is each time you go through, you unlock, uh, it's almost like essentially like a laser beam and all these different lasers point to the center of the island. And I have absolutely no idea what's there. I can't tell you. Um, there are just abandoned, like little abandoned houses and like little abandoned cities here and there that you run into. Uh, so there's a story there and you just, I have no idea what it is yet. And that's part of the fun is just going through and, you know, I solved this puzzle and then I, it, a lot of these puzzles are connected by cable. So you'll solve a puzzle and then the cable will light up and then you'll follow that cable and you're following it like under rocks and then through trees and you're like, oh, well, here's the other panel. And you do another series and you keep going and you're following and following. And then you're like, oh, well now this leads downstairs and you go downstairs and you're like, what, what is all, it's just discovery after discovery after discovery. So you actually have like a sense of exploration Oh, there's a huge sense, of, and and if you and the great, yeah, exactly. And if you ever feel like you know what this puzzle, I can't do this right now, just walk in another direction. And you're going to stumble across something else. I've done it. And I hope that you spend like 85 hours of your life on this game, and the whole game just takes you to like a dark room with a little TV playing like Billy Mays infomercials. Oh, <laughs> and that's the end of the game. That'd be really funny. There's no explanation. There's no. Okay. There's no uh, end. It's it's just that's the end. Yeah. I, I haven't so I, great. 
Well, I mean, like you've been doing, Tristan, I haven't read up on it at all. I mean, I read the reviews because I was interested, uh, and I agree with all the reviews. I mean, it deserves the praise it's getting, in my opinion. But yeah, I it's getting tens all over the place. Yeah, but I, yeah. I haven't uh, – I didn't uh, – anything is regarding, like, story or anything I've, you know, shied away from. Now, there are – there is voice acting in the game. Uh, he got uh, – God, what's his name? Let me look it up quick. He got Ashley Johnson, who plays Ellie from The Last of Us. Oh, he it's, got... uh, it's Scoots McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> that was more. I like that more than my joke. That's better. Oh, oh my god! Continue. <laughs> I haven't said anything for a while. <laughs> Let me see. Oh, he got yeah. Ashley Johnson. Mm-hmm. He got Phil Mal- uh, Phil Lamar, who is in Pulp Fiction. Oh, that's pretty cool. two, four. He got Matthew Watterson, who was uh, Sue Lukin in the Order 1886. That game sucked, by the way. Don't buy it. He yeah, got unfortunately, Tara, I did play that. Tara Diva. So there's there's audio, there's voice acting in The Witness. There is. So what is it about? Well, why? So I stumbled across one. It was Ashley Johnson's voice, and it was uh, it was just it was this statue, and she was just reciting. Basically, the struggles between, I guess, uh, uh, like male and female power. And then that was it. And I was like, okay, well, how does this fit into anything that I'm doing right now? So I still have no idea. So it wasn't like a character. Yeah, it's almost like an audio log or like a. You're stumbling like, on something. Like how Bioshock did it, kind of? Kind Where of. You learn, you learn pieces of the story. Yeah, you, know, with like the tapes. You, you learn pieces as you go. Yeah, except oh. they're not tapes. It's not you know. It's not a tape that you find. You don't know. The problem it's is just triggered by you. It's just triggered by you walking up and, and yeah, and is you it, thinking. Is it a one-time thing, or if like if I missed it because you know like I had a baby at home crying or something? Like, can I go back and listen to no, it you again? Go back, or is you like, go back and listen to it. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, you could trigger it again, no problem. It's just one of those things, too, where as far as I could tell, there's no way of knowing that that's what it was. I just stumbled across the statue, and I was like, I wonder if I can interact with this. Because you can interact with things at any time, but it's not like some games where things will be glowing or, or there's no indication. flashing. There's no indicator. It's just, it's very minimal HUD. Uh, you know, next to it's none. A, I'm impressed, though, um, on a serious note, that 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 kind of behavior in the game doesn't like really irritate you. And only because some games leave it up to you to figure out like, Oh, you know, I have to hit a over here. I didn't have any idea. And it can be very infuriating if done incorrectly. So it's glad I'm glad to hear that the way they executed it was well enough to keep you engaged, you know? So are, are you talking about kind of how you felt when you played beyond eyes? Yeah. Cause that, uh, yeah. Yeah. did you guys read that review? Which our review is up on Pixel Raider, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Beyond Eyes, to riff for a second, um, I I liked for what it was, which is an interesting experience into someone who is missing a sense, um, which is sight. And I've never experienced a game that tried to do that. Um, doesn't mean that there isn't another game out there. It just means I haven't seen it. But this game <clears throat> lost points with me only because when there were when the rest of the game is so simplistic as follow the line, go look after your cat and like try to figure out where you are. There were scenes where you would get stuck because they've never introduced the idea that you needed to use any of the buttons before. And there's not like an obvious place that you would want to progress. So hypothetically there was a fence and you're in this little grove of grass and you can't actually get out of this grove of grass until you walk to a specific, specific part of the fence and hit a, 
and there's nowhere on the fence that like looks any different. Uh, and when you get to that area, there's nothing that pops up and says use A. So I was actually stuck there because I'm an idiot for like 15 minutes. Um, but I wonder. But doesn't that parallel that those same struggles? Yes, and and I, so like again, I, I rated it pretty highly. Like if you read my review, I gave it like a seven yeah. or an eight. Like I liked it, I got it, I understood it. But I also raged at it because I was like, <laughs> I was like, it shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> Um, but maybe that just means that it, I wasn't necessarily the target audience, and so no, I've I've heard that sentiment from other people about that know. game too. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I like I get it, but I feel like you could tint it with more like dialogue about why this is a hard thing. Mm. I don't know, and then I wouldn't have hated it so much. I don't know. Now, my dear reader, my dear listeners, yeah, readers, okay. Sure. Uh, I know that was a bit of a tangent, but that was actually still all related to indies because Beyond Eyes was also done by a little indie team, mm-hmm. and that's a, so. Let's put this in perspective. So we have a game about huh. someone being blind, and then we have another game that took better part of eight years, uh, just all about exploring and puzzles. Try pitching either one of those to someone like EA, and I guarantee you will get shot down. These are the types of experiences we can have thanks to indies. True. And with the, if you pitch that to EA, your response would be like, well, can you add microtransactions so that you have sight for a limited time? <laughs> yeah, like how do we monetize this for longer than just launch? For $39.99, you can how have How do we add on DLCs? Yeah. I mean, I can't really fault EA for wanting to manufacture more money out of games. Like, if I was the CEO of a company that made games, it's, like, kind of a shitty thing. But at the same time, I recognize that's how you continue to have finances for the next game, is having a way that older games that are no longer in the forefront become interesting and exciting again. That's that's a totally, totally separate discussion on its own. It is, and I know we should get into it on its own. That'll be for another podcast episode. Well, that'll be a long discussion. <laughs> yeah, like we sure. should definitely get into it. But I feel like you know, for indie developers to have platforms like Steam that help to distribute and like Greenlight to help get um, uh, community discussion about it um, is definitely changing the way that the game has played. You know, yeah, forgive and the pun. even Kickstarter and crowdfunding, you know, websites. I mean, there's there's so much revenue out there as long as you. Yeah, you know, how to ask for it. Pretty up your enough. package. Yeah. One of, one of, one of, <laughs> Don't you talk about my package, girl? <laughs> you just got to pretty up that package, boy. <laughs> one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite games actually was Kickstarted. Actually, the first review game I ever got was by Yacht Club Games, which were a, bu- a bunch of people from Way Forward, which is another indie studio that I like a lot. But they're the developers of Shovel Knight. And I remember, oh, I which like, is so oh, good, I, so I, good. I, I, you know, I emailed them and I was like, I was like, you know, your game looks really interesting. Can you I send me a copy? I, I did. I said I just started this blog. I said, you know, I'm trying to review games. I'm not a heavy hitter like you know, destructed, or, destructed or Kotaku or anything, but I want to check it out. And they emailed me back like within the, an hour. I was blown away, and they were like, oh, wow. you know, have fun with this game. And I fell in love with it, not just because, not because it was a free game, but because it was a good really good game really and I, good I, I told them i said I, I emailed them back and forth a couple of times and i said i told everyone at work about this i said i think i got like 10 people to buy your game and i double dipped because i bought it on wii u and then it came out now it's out on it's out on steam right i feel like that's kind it's of the market a good game is when you when you end up buying it on the next platform that it drops on because you loved it so much when it first launched 
Well, in my, or, in my if, opinion, or if it's like Nintendo and you just have to buy it again because they hate hate everything. Oh, well, there's they that. They do, yeah. and, and they, they don't know how the internet works. They don't know how to, how to money or internet. And then your progress doesn't sync. That's actually why my favorite platform was on PlayStation because it's on PS4, PS3, and Vita, and your save syncs between everything. Yeah. Did you guys ever play uh, FTL? Speaking of indie games, mm-hmm. so I definitely bought that on Steam and on iOS when it dropped, and the expanded oh, edition. Nice. Like, such an amazing game. I know it's old now, but that when I think of successful indie games that changed the way that I looked at it, FTL sums it up quite nicely. Yeah, yeah, I like I like FTL. Yeah. So speak, speaking I, of, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, I don't think that FTL has aged exceptionally well. It hasn't, uh, but it's it was still definitely worth playing if you haven't played it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, for sure. The soundtrack alone to that game is amazing. Yeah. So as you guys know, uh, the other day, Thursday, it was Thursday, I went to, after work, I went to this exhibit called Playcrafting, which was oh, yeah. in... How was that? Yeah, it was really cool. There were about, if those of you who don't know, it's a, a meetup of about 100 indie developers uh, from around the area, most of them. Uh, uh, one of our, one of the guys who work with Bobby was actually there with his game. And it was pretty cool because... It's just all a lot of really small one, two-man teams, and they have some of the quirkiest things. So this one game was basically Star Fox, but with pastries. Just what? the most random oh, things. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. So like I said, really weird stuff. There was there was quite a bit of mobile games. I want to hear um, more about the pastry Starcraft. Yeah, can you Star tell me about the pastry thing? Yeah, it was called. I'll need you to elaborate. Here, it was called Galacticos. Galactose. 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 Oh, like lactose intolerant. Yeah, pastries in space. I got it. I will Um, actually, I'm going to compile a whole bunch of the the things that I got there and Mm -hmm. uh, like some of the the stuff. uh, And I'll do a breakdown for each one and that'll be on there. Did you talk to anybody? Like, yeah, I talked to a couple of people. In regards to you being a website and getting answers to questions? Absolutely. Oh, that's exciting! Oh, good. I'm on, I'm, I'm on quite a few. Um, quite a, we're on quite a few email signups. Actually, one of the teams there. So a lot of people are excited because they're everyone's like green light, green light, green light my game, green light my game, green light my mm-hmm. game. Because you know mm-hmm. Steam, and a lot yeah. of other people. You know, the first, I asked every single person. I'm like, so this what platforms are this on? And it was always PC, Mac, right? Because and everyone there uses Unity. Just about one guy used Game Maker. It's a really every, easy platform, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Almost everyone uses Unity, especially. I mean, Unity is on everything, and now yeah. it finally has support. Now it's on it the 3DS. 3DS yeah, I was finally. Just say. So now you can, now you can use one and just kind of fire out to everything. So everyone there uses Unity, and that's why everyone was like, "Oh yeah, PC Mac." I'm like, "Okay, cool." I'm like, "What about Xbox and PS4?" And it's funny because the general consensus I got from everyone, and people even told me this, they were like, "You know, I'm, I've been talking to all these other indie devs, and they said." A lot of people just don't feel welcomed by Microsoft. And then the one guy was like, which is funny because if it wasn't for Microsoft, we wouldn't be in this building because it was held in the Microsoft building and it was free pizza and everything. They were like, but as far as their platform and Xbox, they're not quite as willing to help as Sony. Like a lot of these people. That's surprising. Yeah, a lot of those people. I said, you know, you're coming to Xbox or PS4. Almost everyone was like, probably PS4, hopefully PS4, maybe Xbox. PS4 was mm. always the next logical step for them. 
I feel like, and I don't know anything about it because I've never made a game, but I feel like there have been a slew of more specific indie games for the PlayStation Network versus Xbox Live or Xbox Marketplace or Xbox Arcade or whatever. I think, I think like one of the reasons people have that perception of Xbox is even like back in the early days, it was like always a huge, huge issue with like licensing and like royalties and percentage going to Microsoft versus Mm -hmm. And, like, I remember specifically, like, the um, Team Meat who made Super Meat Boy. Yeah. They, at one point, had, like, $50,000 or something in the hole just because they they wouldn't be paid by Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, and that's, well, not, not, yeah, not that, only that, not only that, but on Microsoft's platform, they don't do this anymore. But if you needed a patch for a game, they would make you charge. They would charge you to fix your game and patch it. That's, that's why so Fez, bogus. That's oh why. That's super that's bogus. Why, that's why Phil Fish. There was a game. There was one specific bug that was game breaking for people, but it was a very small amount of people. And he said, "Guys, I literally don't have the money because Microsoft wanted a couple thousand dollars for him to patch it." He's like, "I." I don't have the money to do that. Oh, to provide the download revenue space? Like for all the people who have the game? To patch the game, because you have to patch it, then submit it, and you pay them to patch the game. They don't do oh it anymore, God. but they but they did last generation, and that really hurt their image, I feel wow. like. Oh, sad Phil Fish. Uh, That's but brutal. One of, but Jeez. one of the developers I talked to, they had a game, they were like the they were like the cool kid at school, right? Like everyone was swarming around their game. It was a uh, four-player split screen co-op it's like a battle arena game with robots it's called blade ballet and when i walked i walked up to it i walked i walked up to it and i was intrigued and i looked they had a big banner and i was like that artwork is really cool i said you know that artwork looks really familiar and i was talking to the guy and talking to the guy and i was like what system are you coming he's like oh we're coming out on playstation 4 i was like oh right on that's cool that's cool so i signed his uh (laughs) His email thing, and I said, you know, I definitely want to get a get some review copies. We definitely, you know, want to check it out. And he said, yeah. He said, you might have saw we we're actually on. We were just on PlayStation Blog this past Tuesday, and I looked at him and I said, oh my god, that's exactly where I saw you guys. And uh, that was pretty cool. And they're actually based out of Brooklyn. They're a, a mm. team oh, of like four it. people. Uh, they're they're called Dream Cell Games. Dream Sale. Yes, S A I L. That game oh, looks pretty cool. cool. I'm gonna put the uh, I'm gonna put a link to like trailers and all that stuff and compile yeah, all that this week. But there were a lot of good little indie games there. There really were. Mm, and uh, I was talking cool. to this one guy, and he was this guy must have been in his 40s or 50s, and he made this little game called Into the Dark, and it looked like an Atari game, but it was kind of beautiful vector art. And I was playing it, and it crashed, you know. And, a lot of games crash there because it's, I mean, yeah, it's games, any you know? dev, dev yeah, experience. Yeah. And I, I looked at him and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I crashed. I said, don't worry about it. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here all night. I said, it's no big deal. And we were <laughs> talking and he's like, oh, you know, what games were you into? And we're talking about Nintendo and all these different things. And I said, he's, he's like, you know, he goes, I, I saw all these people having, releasing these games thanks to Steam and Kickstarter. He goes, and I just got, I got so excited that it just lit a fire under me and this passion and I wanted to make this game. And I said, man, that's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool to hear that, that people can actually, these things are attainable now. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like it's mm-hmm. cause you couldn't do that back on, you know, back in Nintendo or super Nintendo. You couldn't do that kind of thing. Yeah, man. It occurs to me how many people must have joined up with a major game studio and then, you know, we're working on a project that maybe they cared about, maybe they didn't really, 
while they wrote their own little game and then pitched it to the CEO or whoever was the project manager to have their dreams crushed. Back that before indies been. were a thing. Like, oh my god! Can yeah, you imagine how many it. smashed games there that could have been? How many yeah. other be- how many other beautiful Axiom Verge or Shovel Knights or The Witness or Braids or Fez or yeah. whether you like or, those games or not, they yeah. were really popular. How many of those other games got stomped out? True fact. Yeah, yeah. that's that's depressing. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side, it's not depressing anymore because now. It's it's attainable and people can do these things, which is great. And for me, True. for me, especially this generation, the indies are what's been keeping everything fresh. Uh, Destiny's fun and all that. And don't get me wrong, I I love Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider reboot's amazing, mm-hmm. but indies just fill that void of this is so, you know because some games try and be so cinematic and realistic, and some some of these indie games are just like, hey, we're a video game. I think I think yeah. going going on like what Will said, like yeah. all of the like big corporate AAA titles, they all have to be the same kind of they have you know to be, yeah. a sequel. They have to be an adventure RPG now because everything has to have RPG elements, and like Every- nobody wants to pour money into building stuff. But then like you have the indie scene where you get titles like you know uh, Don't Stop Talking or Everyone Explodes. That game so uh, good, yeah. Like, oh my god. So crazy. Did not expect that to be super fun. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about that game. I'll have to check that out. Oh, yeah. man. It's so, it's so like, what it is, is like, you, you have a literal manual. Um, like, you can print it out or you can view it on your iPad, but then you're playing with someone that on their screen, they have a bomb that yeah. they have to diffuse. <laughs> it has all these different modules that are like little puzzles. And based on how their specific bomb looks, you have to go through the manual and be like, well, you know, does the number three appear there? And if so, like cut this wire. And it's like such a exercise in communication and yeah. wanting to murder your friends. But then when you actually do it, it feels so good. They're yeah, like trying to defuse really cool, this bomb. Awesome. Yeah, and they're you're like, okay, um, so what does it say on the screen? They're like, I don't know. It's got like some weird lettering and numbers on it. And you're like, what's the first letter? And oh, then, I'm sorry. The game is called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Yeah, Keep Talking, That's... Nobody Explodes. Yeah. Oh, and, that uh, sounds cool. And you yell at them like, cut the red wire. And then you read something extra and you're like, wait, 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 wait. Don't cut the red wire. Yeah. <laughs> Super fun. Hmm. Um, what platforms are that on again? Is that that's it's PC? Only PC right yeah, now. Yeah, PC think. right now. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine how it would exist on anything else because of the like that is definitely a mouse kind of game. I could see it being like iOS, but if you ported it and you like really dumbed down the user interface, so it was like yeah. iPad to iPad, like you both owned a copy of the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there were two iPads piloted in and they like remote in to do it. I could see that. <laughs> Speaking of great indie games, have, have any of you played Her Story? I never did, but I've heard a rumor about the second one. I picked, yeah, he's, he is working on a second one. It's not a rumor. He tweeted it uh, online. That he was had, it. He had, he had the first page of the script and kind of like pixelated it. He said, you know, that this that's what it was. <laughs> I picked it up on iOS and started playing it, and then I upgraded to a new phone, and for some reason my game save didn't come over, so I have to start mm. it over. But it was pretty interesting. Hmm. So her, her story is the one where she, you're, it's basically just the woman in the interrogation room and you're trying to figure out whether she's telling the truth or not, right? So yeah, so basically what happens is you play the role of an officer who's sitting at a computer and basically they have all this footage that they took from VHS and dumped onto the computer digitally and basically what you have hmm. to do is go through and kind of file it. 
uh, and you just type in things with keywords and kind of string things together and figure out who murdered who. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, I was playing I've it late in bed. About it. Yeah. You played it, Antonio? I, I played it for a little bit, laying in bed, and then I, when I switched phones, for some reason my save didn't transfer over, and I have to start over. Yeah. But, uh, I was starting to string parts of the story together, and I was really interested. Uh, but I'll have, to, I'll have to give it a go again. Hmm. Maybe I'll check that out. Yeah. No, definitely. Well, I think while we're like still on the topic of like great indie games, I think it'd be interesting to go around and just like just say like your your favorite indie game that you've played so far. Oh god. Oh, that's tough. Like we that's can take heavy... we can take a second. That's to, not like, tough. I can everybody... tell you right now. Oh, how about I'm, to, how about, how about, how about, how about yeah. top how about top three? Okay. Top three. Okay. I could, pro- I could probably I could still do, do that. Three. Okay. Well, I've actually got, I think I've got my top one now that I think about it. Oh my gosh! Before we do that, have any of you guys played Punch Club yet? No. What oh. is Punch Club? Punch Club is uh, a game on both PC and iOS, and it's like basically Rocky Simulator. What? Uh, it's it's like like the boxer. It's just this game. Like it's it's like inactive battling. You go through and you just train and grow your stats. It's very much like numbers growing game, but like. It has this ridiculous story where, like, you're straight up, like, you have a gym leader named Mickey, and you have a girlfriend named Adrian, and you're just going through all of these, like, stupid action movie tropes. Oh, I'm looking at uh, it right now. Oh, man, it's such a cool game. You need to check it out if you haven't. What is it called? Punch? Punch Club. Punch Club. Yes. Way I've of been driving, I've been driving my wife crazy because it just has this, like, looping, like, fighting montage song that goes over and over. It's really great. <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. It's that's, yeah, uh, that's awesome. five bucks on iOS right now. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, totally worth it. Well, I bet that's. I mean, there's no ads. Nope. nope. It's a good subway game. Well, then I might be sold. Here we go. I'm downloading it right <laughs> now. All right. Well, why don't we start with um, Danny? Do you know your top your top indie? Yeah. <clears throat> oh, totally. What's your What's your top three? And then of those three, what's number one? Okay, so my top three would be Bastion. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that one's so amazing. Good. Yep. Um, Fez. Mm. And Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of those three, I, I would have to... It's, it's tough between Amnesia and Bastion, but I would have to go with Bastion. Really? I'm yeah. surprised with that. I would, have said, I would have thought for sure you'd have said Amnesia. Amnesia, I probably peed my pants at least like five or six times. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it was incredible. I mean, but I love me. I just, I loved the art of Bastion, just like visually. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And like the way that like all of the like worlds came up. And then I, I usually don't like replaying games again. Mm-hmm. And I found myself replaying Bastion over and over again. Um, what got me about Bastion was the whole like narrator thing oh, that like God. as you play the game, he like narrated the story as you were playing it. Yeah, and, and the soundtrack um, was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I definitely loved Amnesia um, a whole lot just because of the mods and the community player base <laughs> that allowed me to have a different experience every time. Um, and it really like, I, I, I kind of think of the Dark Descent as my 
gold standard a little bit of like what indie horror games should aspire to. Um, and when they released that, when that, what is it? Chinese room? I think they made it. Um, when they released Soma, I bought it on principle. Cause I was like, the last mm-hmm. one is so good. And I was not, I was not disappointed. Soma was, was outstanding. Check yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, amnesia was still like absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And I, I absolutely loved it. The story was amazing, but yeah. I think overall, and I, I wasn't counting mods. Fair. Just, just for myself. Just but dead. Just, dead. just the, the, the straight up single player story yeah. for both. I would say Bastion wins it out. But I if I were that. to include all the mods and things in Amnesia, then I would say Amnesia. That's fair. That's a fair statement. <laughs> all right. Who's next? What about you, Will? Um, I'm I'm looking through my list. I'm like scrolling through my Steam library right now. <laughs> Um, you know, I have to probably say uh, Kerbal Space Program. That game is, yeah. Is on my list. Is that still considered an indie game now uh, that it's back? I, I, I don't know. I feel like it was when it released. Uh, and we'll, so I'm we'll, going to count we'll, it. We'll count it. We'll count we'll it. We'll allow it. All right. I'm going to we'll count it. I'll, put, I'll give you four. How about that? Okay. Um, and then we can decide. But I, I definitely love Kerbal Space Program because I put so many frigging hours into that. Um, I also have to give credit to... Um, I feel like I feel like Five Nights at Freddy's before it like took off. Oh, uh, you're killing me! I know I'm, I'm the worst. I'm actually just kidding right now. Um, God, what's my what's my number one? You can find Will on YouTube screaming at it for teenage girls. That's I'm that is coming right at you tomorrow. You definitely can. I used to, I actually had a. Um, a YouTube channel for a while. It should still be up there. Did it have Five Nights at Freddy's videos? Because I'm going to go dislike all of them. It had one. Oh. Uh, everything else was different. So yeah, Kerbal Space Program. I do have to probably say um, FTL again, because I loved that. And then if you ever played Prison Architect. Mm, I didn't even think of Prison Architect, yeah. Yeah, I, I've spent hours and hours and hours on that game. And I have made both like Luxury Max Prisons... Uh, and like single cell hell holes. On that's that still game. that's it, still um, it's still a quality game, man. I love that game. Isn't that still an early release though? Like, yeah, it's not... it hasn't even it hasn't even fully dropped yet. Yeah. Ooh, you know what? You, I said I'd give you four. I'm gonna give you four before that it actually exploded. And I'm gonna count this. It's not an indie game anymore. In fact, it is one of the biggest names out there in gaming. But when it launched, it oh, was are you going to say title. what I think you're going to say? You absolutely know it. I'm going to bring up Minecraft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, no. That, yeah, I would at least vanilla. I would count vanilla. Vanilla Minecraft. Yeah. Before it exploded, and I love the explosions. Like the game itself is a totally different beast. Um, I would say all the way up through beta, beta 1.7 or whatever their versions were before it hit like 1.0. Exceptional game. Yeah, I still, I still oh, yeah. can't believe I still can't believe you love Minecraft. I, I, I do, man. Yeah, I love I love Minecraft. I'm way about it. I just I, I haven't been playing it since then. Um, but I remember back when I was in you know college, like I definitely and this is also on YouTube. Fun fact: you can search it after this episode. Um, I built a one to one scale replica of Serenity from Firefly. Oh my god! And I and I hosted a walkthrough tour on on YouTube, so you can hear Baby Will talking. 
uh, you can search for one-to-one scale serenity and you'll find it. But it's, yeah. uh, yeah, man, I just, I poured so many hours into that game. The fact that you can make adventure maps, the fact that now there's like support for, you know, map hosting. I, I've bought that for every console. I bought it for PC. I bought it for Xbox. I bought it for iOS. Minecraft is one of those games where, like, if I could pay money to forget that I've played it mm-hmm. and and I could re-experience all of those feelings again, yeah, the first I, I night, would do man, that in a, in a heartbeat. Never like, got over that. So good, absolutely. Like learning the controls—that's what it is. Like learning how the world operates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, that excitement. So, what were you? What were you three again? Um, I would say Prison Architect. Um, what did I say? Uh, Kerbal Space Program and Minecraft, probably. Cool. Let me ask the, you this: what's the top? In, Kerbal, in Kerbal Space Program, well, yeah, have you ever successfully got to the moon? Have because mm-hmm. I su- I've never successfully got to the stratosphere. Really? Just dying without exploding? I'm, no, I can't. I oh, wish you that gotta I work on your strep support, dude. I, I wish think. that I could get that game, but like every time I try, and I'm like, oh, I can't do this. Oh my god, it's totally worth it. Okay, wait, I'm gonna give everyone a recommendation. Um, shameless plug. I don't know this guy at all. I'm doing it. If you want to get into Kerbal Space Program, you've never been able to take off, never been able to orbit, look up Scott Manley on YouTube. Scott Manley does these amazing tutorials. Never met this guy. I just started watching him and now I could get to orbit. I can shoot myself off to Juna. Um, because he gives you like walkthrough videos of how to do basics and maximize science and, uh, pretty cool. Neither here nor there. I'm not plugging him. He should pay me for this. He's a good guy. <laughs> you should watch his videos. Send him an invoice. Cool. There I will. I'll bill him. <laughs> All right, Tristan, what are yours? Yeah. Um, I think I have four as well. Mm. Um, number one, all-time favorite, Splunky. Uh, there's there's no game That's in the world. Good. There's okay. no game in the world to me like Splunky. It's just the definition of, of a perfect game to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I could go on and on for hours and hours about that. Yeah, um, don't don't be well. Shovel, yeah, shovel knight. Um, shovel knight, yeah. Oh de- yeah, definitely journey. Uh, oh journey. shit! I should have said journey. I don't even have a PlayStation. I fucking journey is like Minecraft, where if I could forget everything that I've experienced uh, with that game and do it again for the first time, like journey is one of those games that like makes you just want to cry. It's I'm so changing. Good. I'm changing and, my vote. I'm voting for journey um, also. Yeah, goodbye, Fizz. Hello, Jeremy. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, Last is uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Really? No, I'm just kidding. That's not an indie game. (laughs) It's like I'm not going to argue with you. I feel like you've got a good point there, but I don't know. The most expensive, the most expensive indie game of all time. Yeah. Uh, No, last would be This War of Mine. I don't know if you have played that. I've seen it. Didn't play it. Didn't Uh, play it. Was interested though. It's one of those games. Like, if you don't know what it is, it's like. Very much like a story-driven, conversation-driven game about mm-hmm. people that are going through a war. Uh, you go through and talk to them and learn all their experiences and do all these things, and it's just, it breaks your heart. It does. And it makes you feel so many things, and it's just, it's an, exper- it's an experience and not a game, but mm-hmm. it's amazing. All right. Mm. So, uh, mine are, I think I'm going to do four. Uh, on the bottom is Shantae and a Pirate's Curse mm-hmm. for 3DS. Amazing, amazing game by the guys mm-hmm. over, folks over at WayForward. It's on Wii U now, too. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, next up would probably be... 
Mm, Shovel Knight's definitely made the list. I mean, that game was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect, so perfect game. And they're, they're still putting out content for it. Still. Uh, I have to go with Fez, too. I just loved booting up Fez no matter what system I have. I just got lost in the birds chirping and the bright colors and just rotating and the sounds and everything just so calm. Uh, and then I'd have to say number... Wait, I have a question about the Fez thing. Yeah. In in your experience so far, Fez or The Witness? Ooh. Like if you had to recommend one to play. Uh, I would have to say The Witness only, mm. because, only because, don't get me wrong, I loved Fez. Mm. But, it's a high praise. But The Witness really takes those moments of... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, achievement and accomplishment and really, mm-hmm. really makes you feel like you earned them and elevates them. Okay. Hmm. I can do uh, it. Yeah, I'd have to honestly put the witness above Fez, even though I love Fez and I have it on every system. Thank you for being on the Vita. <laughs> and then I also have to say, number one, Ori in the Blind Forest. Really? Huh. I you know I, I like that. I don't know that I would put that in number well, one. Well, I mean I don't know. I don't worry. Right, let me let me back. Let me, let me backtrack. Yeah, I mean, hey, not, it's your opinion. I, I would not, <laughs> not number in, not number one. You're number bullying one, him the, back. No, at the at, at the moment number one. Change your opinion. <laughs> at the moment number one, that's a toss up between Shovel Knight and The Witness. But I had to put I had to put Or in the Blind Forest on there because no one gave it love. But I mean, of all of like the recent Metroidvania type games that came out, like. Ori in the Blind Forest is honestly the one that sticks out the most to you. Like, I would even put oh, Axiom oh, Verge over oh, yeah, because I feel like of what that, that did well, for never, never, that kind of game. Never mind, you just said it. I was actually going to say, actually, now that I think about it, yeah. Axiom Verge pops back in my mind because that was my honorable mention for top five. Mm. It was between that or Tomb Raider. Huh. Yeah. Mm. No, I'd say Axiom Verge over, over Ori. That's fair. Yeah, because I mean, I like that game. I just don't know that it's the number one. The number one. I thought it was disappointing. The best of oh, all. Of them. I thought it was disappointing. I think out of all those, my number one would probably be. <sighs> the Witness is really good, but as far as games that I know at the moment, I would replay over and over because I have, it would be Shovel Knight. Mm. Yeah, I can play mm-hmm. Shovel Knight mm-hmm. so many times. Yeah. But that doesn't mean any of the other ones were any, you know, weren't that weren't, weren't good either because they were. Yeah. Hmm. Kudos to Danny for asking that question. That was a really make you. Yeah, that was a question. good one. No, oh, anytime. Well, I have a secondary question, All and right. this is because this made my honorable mention. But I, 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 what is Psychonauts an indie game? That's yes. my question. Would you uh, I'll count it. Yeah. Because that would be my number four. I would say it is very much an indie game mm-hmm. just because of the history that Double Fine has with yeah. financing and producing all of their own stuff. Yeah, through, I would agree. Through all of their means. Would that mean because. that Broken Age is also? Absolutely. Yeah, Broken, Age, I, Broken Age was totally the product of a Kickstarter. Yeah. Quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. I quite enjoyed Broken Age. I might add that in. Uh, Did you enjoy Broken Age Part 2? 
Um, yes and no. Don't go into spoilers, Eric, and I, I still have yet to spoilers. finish it. I, I haven't finished it. I'll be, I'll be upfront. I don't know how it ends. Um, I got a little bit further into it and had to pause, um, just cause I, I don't know, like a thing came up. Um, uh, but I have the, I have it on my computer and on my iPad and I've been trying to get myself to play it on the iPad. And I think the thing that's holding me back is I typically just want to be on the internet instead of playing on my <laughs> iPad. Uh, so I really need to sit down at, at my computer and, and jam out one of my days off and beat it. Um, but I have liked it so far. It's the same style, um, same in, enthralling storyline. And if you haven't reached the end of Broken Age Part 1, I mean, like, the ending of that is shock and awe, if nothing else. Yeah, that that twist ending is really awesome yeah no spoilers for the crew but it's no. definitely worth playing it is mm-hmm. yeah cool sweet mm. well guys i guess this is a wrap for episode two well shit hooray <laughs> we need like a, a clap trap track i'm not clapping <laughs> everybody Did- clap your hands I would be curious, um, what's everybody been playing this week? Uh, I'm into that. I can answer that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to answer that with a shit ton of Battlefront, Mm -hmm. um, which I'm actually both pleased that I picked up and disappointed that I picked up. Um, And I'm pleased that I picked it up because, holy crap, have you guys played anything when you're in in one of the fighter pilots? The, The squadron of that game is worth the entirety of what I paid for it. Yeah, the, um, the, the, the air battles are insanely good. The only thing air battles are missing, the only thing is the fact that they took out Galactic Conquest and space battles. Because um, uh, I was expecting a sequel to Battlefront 2. I could, I, could, I could spend an entire podcast telling you we, everything wrong with that game. I know, it, <laughs> and that's why I said I'm partially pleased because the Starfighter ability allows me to really feel like I'm actually in a cockpit, and I think verbatim I have said, I have you now, every single time I've gotten into a TIE fighter and gone into first-person mode. I just, I can't not do it. My um, only problem with the, the spaceship fighting yeah. game is there's this really annoying habit that everybody has where if they know they're going to die, they, they just crash the into the ground. And yeah, you straight up bullshit. Yes, yeah. such bullshit. And the other thing I don't like about it is that when somebody's about to kill the like one of the hero ships... Um, you've been doing all the damage. You've put like 80% damage into this thing. All five, like everybody else comes in, you get knocked out. Five of your other co-pilots come in and take it out and somebody else gets the point. And you're like, what the fuck? No credit. So to Um, reel it back in, what else are you playing? Well, I was going to say disappointed because I had to pay EA for it and I knew they were going to throw DLCs at it. We'll see how it goes. $50 DLC at that. Yeah, I know. It's not even small. Stupid. That's what yeah. she said. Unless they throw Galactic <laughs> Conquest and Space Battles in, I probably will not spring for them. Okay. Yeah. Is that That's all you're fair. playing? Um, that, and I've been playing more of the Tomb Raider. Okay. And I've been debating getting the Tomb Raider DLC Rise of the Baba Yaga. Right, right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Something like that. <laughs> something, like, something like that. Rise of the... Oh. I don't think that's what it's called. Baba, Baba Mama. Yeah. So <laughs> it looks pretty good, but I haven't, I haven't played it yet, so I can't speak on it. What about you, Antonio? Uh, I've been playing The Witness, obviously. Obviously. Uh, I also finished up 
the Deadly Tower Full of Monsters, a newer newer game by Atlas, so that review will be up by next week. I've also been playing on the 3DS Mario and Luigi Paper Jam. Ooh, yeah. Uh, that's about it so that? far. They like, got no, no, no. Is I that the one where they yet. get sucked into the shredder? No, there's no shredder. Oh. Is that the one where they treat Luigi like he's an idiot? Oh, wait, that's, that's, <laughs> that's all of them. That's, that's all the Nintendo games. <laughs> Luigi's always been a second-rate citizen. Oh, I'm man. a sorry green Mario. So yeah, that's Poor what I've been playing. What about you, Tristan? Yeah. Uh, I've been juggling um, Final Fantasy Explorers. I've been playing Lego Marvel Avengers. Both of those games wildly disappointing so far. Yep. Um, and lastly, some Punch Club. I think that's really all I played in the last week. Very nice. Very nice. I hopped into oh, I hopped into uh, Link's Awakening on my 3DS for a little bit. Oh, nice. And then lost yeah. interest because I beat that so many times. But yeah. <clears throat> cool. Danny. Um. Oh my God. I have been going insane and like just completely demolishing Dark Cloud. Ooh. So they they basically re-released for PS4 like a bunch of PS2 titles and Dark Cloud and Dark Cloud 2 are included in them. Oh my god. Are you playing one or two? I'm playing the first one. I'm power playing through that one so that I can mm. play the second one because the second one is definitely better. So much better. But I also really, really love the first one too. I mean, I like played these when I was like 12 years old so it's nostalgia trip and like i have been loving every second of it i've probably easily put like 40 hours into this game already oh nice um so i'm almost finished with the first one hopefully i'm gonna be on the second one soon and i've been playing um yoshi's woolly world um the review Review for that soon is gonna be up soon um and yeah tomorrow um, and then I've been playing Monster Hunter 4 on the 3DS as well. Ooh. Have you been playing Yoshi's Woolly World by yourself or with other people? I have been playing but mostly by myself, but when I can convince uh, my girlfriend to play with me, she plays with me. I will and, say, I, and have I have so much it. more fun playing that game with my wife than I do by myself. Oh my god, mm-hmm. yes. It's, it's so much so better much, with another person. It's so much more palpable yeah. <laughs> with another person. Oh, and I've been playing um, the Iron Banner in Destiny. Uh, which just oh, is out. it back up? Yep. Oh. It's back up, so I've been, uh, I've been playing that on my Titan. So. I, yeah, I've, you know, I've since put Destiny down since Fallout came out. <laughs> I just haven't. I, I don't know. I like haven't been able to pull myself back in. Probably because none of my friends are raiding at the moment. Come raid with me. Well, do you have an Xbox or do you have a PlayStation? Oh, PS4. Yeah, see, that's the problem. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> I don't you know. Need to I, join the future, well, big like, old fuck up over here. <laughs> yes, yes, you. Are. I love my Xbox, but yeah, it's kind of collecting dust right now. I need to. Well, first off, let's let's talk about getting Will some more money. We can crowdfund me. But um, <laughs> I, I've been. I will say I have been playing one other game that I forgot about, which is I've been playing the Deponia series. You guys ever played Deponia? You love ponies, what? Deponia is a Ponya? is a point and click <laughs> adventure on Steam. Uh, it's a series of three games. It's also an indie title, uh, made up by a Swedish or Norwegian 
uh, developer. I'm not going to apologize for that. Are we good? Forward. <laughs> and he, they <laughs> made Norwegian. He, they created this really great, um, a fantastic cartoonish art style um, game, which follows the hero around as you kind of solve puzzles very ineptly. Um, and you're kind of like the town goofball, but it's very fun. It was on sale on Steam a while back. In fact, I think it's currently available for like five bucks for the first game, um, which cool. is Deponia, the Junkyard, and it is highly recommended. My Little Pony, yeah. My Jabroni. little. What's it like yeah. being a brony? Um, well, I would ask. Um, I would ask you. I would re- reflect that question back because I don't have uh, a good comeback at the moment. I, I <laughs> I'm disappointed about it. I'm disappointed in myself. Out. That's why. Wow. <laughs> oh man! I got. I got. Well, uh, now, yeah. On that note, now that we know mm-hmm. that Will's playing with My Little Ponies, My Little Brony, it's, ta- it's time to oh, it's wrap. It's better up. than the Dino Juice. Yeah, I it think is. so. But that's true. He's moved up. We never got past this. I think I would well take Dino over ponies. <laughs> I, hey, I Will. Would take- <laughs> that, game, that game sounds neato burrito. It is neato burrito, and you should try it out. I'll, I will recommend it to you. Well, with that being said, we're going to wrap up episode two. Again, this is your host, Antonio. You can find me on Twitter at underscore tone zone underscore. <laughs> uh, I'm Will. You can find me on Twiddle. What's so funny about uh, that? At Scotch <laughs> underscore man. Uh, again, I sometimes tweet, so pay attention. Uh, <laughs> I'm Tristan. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Trondu, B-O-O-D. Uh, I don't really tweet a lot, but sometimes. So you, maybe. You, really, you really need to change to Tron Pood. Tron Pood? Well, there's, a, there's an entire backstory of Tron Dude, and I can tell you sometime, but we'll get into it. That's okay. another podcast topic. All right. Yeah. Um, and I am Danny. On the Twittle, I Twiddle. am at Danny Rivera. How'd you come up with that name? Oh, I don't know. Birth. Just came to me in a dream. Probably. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was summoned. Summoned a demon. Lucifer told me that that was what it should be. Yeah. Well, all right. For episode three. We can't end it like that. Yeah, we can. Bye.